What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today we have a Q&A episode that we're going to get into, but before we do, I've got just a couple things for you guys. The first is, if you have questions that you would like me to answer and bring on to LNL Talk, all that you have to do is just use the link down below. It'll take you to my email address. Ask your questions there. If it's training, nutrition, whatever it is, I will write you back a personal response helping you with your situation that you're in, as well as potentially bring those questions onto the podcast to be able to help everybody if it is a jet, if it is a question that will help more people than just yourself. So please feel free, take advantage of that. This is a personal invitation for me to help you with whatever it is that you are struggling with. And number two, I would be super, super appreciative if you would go down below and leave a review of the podcast. If you leave it a star review, if you have a little bit of extra time, if you could leave it a written review, that would really help me. The only way to be able to grow your podcast through iTunes is to leave reviews. And the more reviews that you get, the higher in the ranks that you climb, which gets you more listeners over time, which will just help us be able to grow this podcast to even bigger heights. So I really do appreciate you guys. Let's hop into the Q&A. All right. Question number one is a bit of a long one. I've been in a calorie deficit for about nine weeks and I lost about 15 pounds and I weigh 109 now. I was eating around 1,400 calories and I was losing around one to three pounds every week. I hit a plateau and I've decided to slowly go up to maintenance and then once I get my metabolism back in check, go back down. My nutrition is basically on track and I try to reach my protein goal of one gram of protein per pound of body weight. I think the problem is my workouts. I do not have structured workout program or a schedule at all and kind of just do cardio and then maybe some TikTok, Instagram, YouTube workout videos here and there. I want to be lean and toned, but I have no clue what exercises to do, how often I should be working out, how much weight I should be using, etc. Where would you suggest starting? I like this question because it's something that most people struggle with, in my opinion, and where most go wrong, what stops them from achieving the best results that they probably could. Now, if your nutrition sounds like it's on point, you're losing around one to three pounds per week, hitting your protein goal each day, and the body fat was coming off with time. But when it comes to training, what most people will do is just find random workouts through social media and do those different workouts all the time, which isn't creating any structure and any progression inside of your training, which is going to force your body to progress as well. Let that sink in. Your body's not going to progress just from going to the gym and always exercising and doing different things. The body is going to progress when you start progressing your training over time, meaning over four to eight week blocks, you should be following relatively the same workouts each week. You should have three or four workouts depending on your split, maybe five workouts depending on the individual. You should be following those same workouts over four to eight week periods and you should be trying to progress the movements in those workouts over that time period because if you're progressing those movements and getting stronger at them, that's going to force your body to progress as well. So here's where I would start. I would start out by following a split that's either a three times per week full body split or a four times per week upper lower split. And inside of that split, take find some main compound movements, ideally some sort of a press, some sort of a row, some sort of a squat, and some sort of a deadlift variation. Pick a rep range, somewhere in the five to 10 rep range roughly, and try to progress those workouts at the first of each workout 
in terms of adding a little bit of weight each and every week to get stronger. From there, in each of those workouts, you're going to add some accessory and isolation type movements as well that you are going to include in the 8 to 15 rep range over that 4 to 8 week block as well. And you're going to keep these workouts consistent over this time period. And what you're going to do is put in progression systems. With the accessory and isolation work, I would suggest adding in some sort of a double progression model to where you pick a rep range. Maybe it's like an eight to 10 rep range or a 12 to 15 rep range or even a 10 to 12 rep range. And what you're going to do is try to get to the top of that rep range with a particular weight for how many sets you're going to do. And then once you reach the top of that rep range, then you're going to add weight and come back down to the bottom of the rep range and start progressing that exercise again. So you're either always adding reps each week or you're always adding weight each week, which is going to force your body to adapt and to create progressive overload over time. But if you don't have some sort of a system like this in place to track your progress inside of your training and you're just always doing random workouts that you find on social media, you're not actually giving your body a reason to adapt and improve to the training that you are giving it. So it's very important to make sure that there's some structure inside of what you're doing or else you're going to have a hard time actually progressing because if the workout's completely different this week than it was last week, well, you don't know how to create progression in that and you're you're most likely just burning calories, which isn't going to help you build any muscle to appear more lean and more toned as you lose body fat to create the overall look that you're looking for. So to recap that, find some main compound movements that you like to do, start progressing those and getting stronger at those movements in the five to, eight, five to 10 rep range, ideally, to where you're trying to add a little bit of weight each week. Doesn't have to be a lot of weight, somewhere between five to 10 pounds each week. And then with your accessory and isolation movements, keep those the same again for a four to eight week period and follow a double progression model to where you're either always adding a rep or you're always adding weight, depending on where you're at in that particular rep range. And that will give you some structure inside of your training to start creating real progress and building some lean muscle throughout your training. This is exactly what I do with all of my online clients. Now, every program is different. There's different exercises for different goals. There's different rep ranges for different goals. There's different modalities for different experience levels. But what I just explained to you would be the baseline of where I would start to put some structure in place so that you can actually start gauging your training and making sure that it is progressing and you're being productive as possible when inside of the gym. Question number two. I've only ever done deadlifting twice in the past and both times I did it severely incorrect resulting in one to two weeks of taking time off to let it recuperate. Question is, what other exercises do you recommend for lower back? I do lats, lat pull downs and rows for upper and mid back. Any thoughts or suggestions would be appreciated. Absolutely. So if the deadlift is hurting your back, most likely it comes down to something with your form. So I would take some videos And if you'd like, you can even email me those videos and I'd be happy to look at them and shoot you a message back with critiques to be able to help you out. But as far as lower back movements that you can be doing to strengthen the lower back, there's a couple that I really like. The first one is the reverse hyperextension. There is a machine for this. I have this machine at my gym, but not all gyms have it. So sometimes you'll have to do it on a bench. You'll just have to raise up a bench and hang your legs off the end of it and extend your legs up to parallel at the top. You're basically going to lay on the bench with your upper body laying prone, meaning your stomach is laying on the bench and your chest is on the bench with your lower body hanging off of it. From the bottom, you're just going to lift your legs 
up to parallel with your upper body, which is going to force you to pull with that lower back to bring your legs up to be parallel with your upper body. This is going to decompress your spine at the bottom, which is really good for rehabilitation matters, as well as at the top, it's going to put a lot of tension on that lower back because that's what's using to pull and to stabilize your legs to hold at that top position. I really like that movement. My mom's been incorporating that movement a lot lately because she actually has lower back issues. That's actually the reason I brought it into the gym was for her to have a reverse hyperextension to help with the lower back issues that she has. And it's actually helped her out a lot in the last while. So I would start incorporating those, absolutely. And the second one is just a 90 degree back extension. It's basically just the reverse action as the reverse hyperextension, meaning your lower body is locked in at the bottom of a 90 degree bench you come all the way down and then you lift back up to parallel with your upper body, which is going to put all that tension on your lower back as well. This is another exercise that you can load your lower back with that will be extremely beneficial in terms of building up the strength back there. I would just caution you to not start out with much weight, start light and allow your lower back to adapt to that movement over time and to adjust to understand that it's going to be over under load because I've seen people and I've worked with people in the past who I didn't make this distinct distinction with and make, help them understand that you need to start light with this movement. And it can just wreck your lower back in terms of getting it extremely sore if you haven't done a lot of exercises with it. So I, I'd recommend starting in like the 10 to 15 rep range with the, with the 90 degree back extension. So just starting with your body weight, 10 to 15 reps, working that up over time with three to four sets or so. And then you can start adding weight to that movement with time as well. And that will also help strengthen your lower back. And one last thing for you is just different types of plank variations or core variations. What a lot of people don't realize is that the lower back is a part of the core. So any anti-rotation type movement that you're doing, like a plank or anything, let's say like farmer's carries, suitcase carries, these types of things that use your lower back as a stabilizer are really going to help strengthen the lower back as well. So a lot of core type movements. Now I'm not saying like crunches or something like that, but anti-rotation type movements, things like planks, things like pal-off presses, things like farmer's carries, suitcase carries, all these different types of exercises are going to use the lower back for stability, which can help strengthen the lower back too, but they often get overlooked because when we say core, usually the first thing that we go to think about is just our abs, but to strengthen the core, which includes the lower back, those anti-type rotation exercises are going to be beneficial to help strengthen the lower back as well. All right. And the last question we're going to answer today. I know I should be aiming for slower, more sustainable fat loss. But I'm in a position where I'd like to lose a little faster due to a vacation I have coming up. Do you have any suggestions that might help? That's a good question. And for 95% of people, I don't think that this should be the path that you take. I think that you should always aim for a little bit slower, more sustainable progress where you're just implementing better habits for yourself that you can sustain in the long run. But with that said, sometimes there are certain positions with people who are more advanced and have been through fat loss phases before already in the past successfully. They've gone through lean gaining phases. They've been in a nutritional periodization scheme to where they understand their body. They understand dieting. They understand the negative effects that can come with dieting and all of those sorts of things to where you're a little bit more advanced, more responsible to where sometimes it makes sense to aim for a little bit of faster fat loss 
at particular times. Now, if you're a beginner, just getting into counting calories, getting into fat loss through scientific evidence-based methods, I wouldn't suggest this. But if you are that more advanced person, you've got something come up, you want to drop some body fat pretty quickly, you can absolutely just drop calories a little bit deeper to begin with, somewhere around 20 to 25% off of your maintenance calories, and that's going to have you dropping body fat a little bit faster. Now, what you have to understand with this when you go for more rapid fat loss and you're going to take a deeper caloric deficit beyond lower calories sooner, it just means that hunger levels are going to rise faster, energy levels are going to drop quicker, stress levels are probably going to spike quicker, sleep's going to get worse a lot quicker, your biofeedback is going to come back harsher a lot faster, meaning you can't stay in a rapid fat loss protocol really low calorie for a long amount of time. So my biggest suggestion for you would be find a caloric deficit that's maybe 20 to 30% below your maintenance level, but give yourself a timeline that you can be in that deficit and don't make any exceptions for yourself. So if that's six weeks to eight weeks, I really, if it was fast fat loss that you were shooting for, maybe 1% of total body weight per week, or maybe just even above that, I wouldn't try and stay in that sort of a protocol for longer than eight weeks at tops before you had a plan of reversing and getting back up to a maintenance in a pretty quick manner, just because again, all that biofeedback is going to get worse a lot faster, which can just dig yourself into a hole a lot faster, which is going to make that result far less sustainable for yourself because hunger is going to get out of whack. Hormones are going to get out of whack. The metabolism is going to slow down a little bit faster. So it's just important to get in and to get out in a bit of a faster manner. If you've got quite a bit of weight to lose, I would rather you take more of a sustainable approach, go a little bit slower, aim between 0.5 to 1% of total body weight loss per week, find the caloric intake that's gonna have you hitting around that number, and just stay consistent for a really long amount of time because it's not gonna have your biofeedback be affected as quickly or as significantly, which is going to make things much more sustainable in the long run. But when you start taking bigger cuts out of your calories, that comes with the negative effects of the biofeedback. So you can absolutely do it successfully. I've personally done fast fat loss phases successfully to where I've tried to lose around two pounds per week. It does work, but it comes with the repercussions of being a lot hungrier, being a lot moodier, ups and down swings just in your mood and your stress levels, which can have an effect on everything, which can lead to a, a result that isn't sustainable, which can have you rebound a lot faster. So those are just things to keep in mind. And this is why keto and all of the fad diets are so popular, right? They have you eating low calorie, which can drop a lot of weight off of you really fast. But this is also the reason that 90% of people who lose more than 10 pounds end up gaining as much, if not more weight in the upcoming three years because they tried to do it in a fast, extreme manner instead of a slower, sustainable manner that was taking care of the metabolism, that was taking care of the hormones, that was taking care of the hunger levels, that was taking care of the stress to where we are having more frequent maintenance phases periodized in over a longer period of time just to make sure you're taking care of your overall health while you're shooting for fat loss. But if you've got something coming up relatively quickly and you don't have a ton of weight to lose and you want to get it off 
pretty quick. There's nothing wrong with taking a bigger drop out of calories. Again, just make sure that you're not letting that last for any longer than around an eight week period, just because the negative effects of that can be severe enough that can lead you into a yo-yo and run yourself into the ground. So just be very cautious. It can be done, but you need to be on top of it. You need to give yourself a timeline. You need to be realistic about what that's going to mean. If you go on a really, really strict, extreme rapid protocol, but you can't be consistent with it because calories are too low and it puts too much restriction on your life, will you just be a whole lot better taking a little bit of a slower approach, being able to eat higher calorie with more flexibility, going a little bit slower. But if you can stay more consistent with that, you're going to end up getting to where you want to go a whole lot faster because you're able to keep consistency. Again, adherence always needs to lay at the foundation of your nutrition protocol. And if it's not, well, then you're just creating a result that isn't sustainable for the long term. And I'd argue that that just means that you're wasting your time. So that's just something to keep in mind. And hopefully that helps. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. This was a quick one today, but I wanted to get through these three questions. I do have a bunch more questions that we'll bring on next week. Like I said, if you have questions that you would like help with from me to personally dive into your situation and give you some help, The link to my email is always down below or else you can shoot me a message on Instagram. I'd be happy to answer it there for you as well. If you found value from this episode, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot, put it on your IG story and tag me in it. I'll shoot you back a message and repost it on my story showing others that you're listening. Or you can just share this with a friend. If you know somebody that's struggling with their training or nutrition, just shoot them the link via text, via email to help them. That's what this podcast was created for, was to help give you the foundation and the guidelines to start creating real results inside of your body composition to actually get to where you're trying to go in the most efficient manner possible. So I really do appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. and I'll talk with you soon.